Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast, where we're searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we're breaking down our segments from our unique journalistic points of view as we go around the 805 in Ventura County looking for those stories. Spence, you ready? I'm ready to go. What's the first topic? Hey, we're talking about that big 150th party we went to this last weekend. Thank you, Santa Paula, for rolling the red carpet down. The museum was involved. Ventura Ford had a chance to go out and see Ashley Burkoff at the museum, which is the old mill center right on the railroad tracks there in downtown Santa Paula. And Spence, you were there, microphone in hand, introducing the bands on a little party. How was your time? Really good. It was great. The bands were fantastic. Just one after another. Uh, we had um, so Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Ray Fresco, your pals. Uh, we also had uh, Law, the Law Band. I can't remember the guy's first name, but they were really, really good. And Whiskey Business. All there playing music on the stage. Each one a quality band well worth listening to. And it was funny to have that many wrapped up in one show. Good times in Santa Paula. Yeah, the weather was perfect. The moon was out. I love seeing Ray Fresco on the stage. You know, we didn't have all the band members there because there's a lot of stuff going on with Ray Fresco's band, but Roger had his blue shoes on, Sean had the bass, Matt was on the drums, and my boy Joe Baugh was shredding the electric guitar. Is he a regular? Yeah, he's a regular. Yeah, because he's good. I'd never seen him live before. Never seen him live, huh? Never saw him live. Ever heard him around and uh, never, never saw him live. But I will tell you, they went on a jam that was awesome. I love jam music. I love songs that just carry on, and everything that was happening was good. And, you know, they've been a big fan of Ventura Forward for a long time. So to have that, they even got there and said my name over the microphone. Did you hear that? I did not. Yep. They said Spencer Ventura Forward's here. Shouted it out. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, so I've... I felt kind of accomplished there. Like, you know what? Your friends are up there. You're on the mic. I'm doing social media in the crowd, and then me and you had the chance to entertain a little frothy beverage in the VIP lounge. And then we had Big Bad Voodoo Daddy with Scotty and the crew. I can't remember the bass player's name. But I was chatting with him because he came to the studios years ago, like 20-some years ago, and he had this kid's record CD that he put out. Uh, that he played bass and did some music for kids, told a story, and it was so cool. And to see all those guys back on stage, everybody can sing. Everybody's great. Uh, They put out the passion. You know, they played the Super Bowl. They've Santa Paula. They've been all around the world touring. Uh, So really a good show. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Ray Fresco being the headliners. Have you heard of Nardcore? Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you know that Scott from Big Bad Voodoo Daddy sang in a band from Nardcore? I did not. He's from Oxnard. I'm forgetting the name of the band right now, but uh, I can't pull it out. So that was his first uh, introduction into performing. Yeah. And someone told me, because I was showing Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and one of the forward tiers was saying, hey, you know, he used to sing in the Nardcore, and Nardcore had come up a couple weeks prior because I took a sticker off, you know, that was just randomly by Coles or whatever. And I didn't know that, like, this, it's such an underground punk group that was in Oxnard in the 80s. What do you know about Nardcore? Well, with Nardcore, it was a genre of music. It was the punk for that time. So Nardcore is the whole umbrella for everything that happened there. 
and I, I was around a couple of shows here and there, interviewed a couple of guys. One of our local heroes, who has done a lot of good business in this area, he was a part of it as an audience member, and he ended up doing really well for himself, became a lawyer. And uh, he came in. He wanted to do an hardcore show at the uh, Pacific View, uh, the pavilion that's in Port Wayne. He wanted to do a show there that was all the old Nardcore bands, and he said, do you think we could promote it? And I said, absolutely. That would go off because there's a long, Has long somebody not done this Nardcore. before? Nard? I don't think they've done a revisit of it. There's yeah. been parties here and there, but he wanted to do... Maybe like know, a Ventura like a forward deal. at one of our other sponsors. Shout out Ventura Music Hall. Maybe we do a Nardcore reboot at the Ventura Music Hall. That'd be fun because they were all in... And there's a good history of this. I, I'm never going to fake that I was a punk, but I was around people that were into the punk rock scene because they'd say, well, aren't you a little old? Got to remember, when I first got into radio, that's when Black Flag, that's when the Sex Pistols, that's when all these, the seminal, the early bands were, were rocking it and punching it out. I had a Black Flag come to a radio station I worked at. So we were in it, but I would still, I would go to the shows and hang out, but, you know, X, and I'd saw, I saw a few of them. But it didn't do it for me as much. Zero against it, but I was around it, just not into it. We're taking the time to talk music because it's so important to us. Art, music, expression, be yourself. Froth at the stoke to do what you do, and that's Ventura Forward. Never forget the mission. Never think that we're just talking to talk. That for five and a half, six years, something was created in this county, head by Spencer. Tom Spence has been a huge part of it, allowing me to join his amazing radio show, KVTA, 15, 9 in the morning. Always check it out. Stream that live. Check out Tom on Instagram. That's Tom Spence on Instagram. Instagram handle. He's doing some new fun stuff and this little jobby jobs that you do. I got to be a little more active though. I got to come up with more stuff. I need content. I need content and just see what, yeah, what to put up. It's interesting, you know, because you hit so many city issues. You've got that covered. You hit all this stuff with oh. homeless and graffiti and city council meetings. I got to find my thing. See what it is. Yep, and that's we you never know what it is. And we encourage everyone else to do that. Like I started off by making five points and then three calls to actions off of those five points. So the number one for Ventura Ford is safety. The first action off of that is mental health solutions. And we get right into that. We know we talk about finding a new facility that can house somebody for one month, two months, six months, 12 months. They can't come out, especially if they've broken the law. Like this woman that just drove the RV. Oh. Spence, I mean, she's driving an RV on the promenade bike path. And then she had been let out of jail a few times. I mean, this is new news. If you're watching us on Instagram Live or hearing the podcast today on Wednesday. We got a call on, uh, it would have been Tuesday morning. And somebody said, "There's uh, something's happening at the end of Seaward. There's like six cop cars there and this and that. And we called and called and called. And a little later, a couple hours later, Rich got the RV story. And it was crazy. And it's just one of those things where you're like, what next? It's madness. And we need to have, you know, city manager AU get together with, Chief Schindler and start to get some more RV ordinances and ways to control this combative, wild way of life. Fentanyl's going nuts. There's freedom everywhere. I think we've never had more freedom in the history of America when it comes to being a criminal. Steal something under a thousand dollars. It's honestly, I don't cuss a lot. It's, it's bullshit. My, I, I love that word. It's straight up cow manure. Stinky doesn't work. Needs to be fixed. And there's going to be crap everywhere. I did a video this week, too, Spence, about a homeless dude living on the top of Foothill Road. And I found a little turd he took in the bushes, too. Follow the poop. 
right? Where there's poop, there's bad things. Follow the scat, as they say. Is that a journal saying? Scat is like wild poop. But there, oh, follow the scat to the trail, right? And you're yeah. gonna find sometimes good things, like if you're a hunter and you're gonna find the animal. Sure. But in our other times now, it's too, the poop has to be organized. And when people are pooing and peeing everywhere, we have the woman over off of Five Points at Vaughn's. We call her Frenchie because we know she's from Europe and she came to America somehow. So now she's homeless in the city of Ventura. It's bullshit. And I asked the guy who's the security guard there and he watches his big forward tier. I go, where does she go to the bathroom? He goes, she goes in the cup and then pours in the bush. Hmm. And she goes poo in a bag and she goes and puts the bag in the trash. I go, that costs money for the trash to be picked up, for her to be sitting on the sidewalk doing those things. And she's there and everyone says, what can we do, Spencer? What can we do? You know what, go surround her with loveness. I, I bet you if, if like church members went there and just sat next to her and were presents and say, hey, come live at a church, come live in my house, come do these things. It's gotta get reinventive. You've got to find new solutions. So when, again, we're talking about safety for Ventura 4, that's how we full wrap this around this podcast, this is how we do this is we go into it and we say, you can have solutions. And it's to say you can't resist services. So when we say we're gonna buy the La Quinta motel for $200,000 a room, and how long is that price gonna be paid out? You can have solutions, that better be one of them. And this woman, the woman on the five points, Frenchie, she better get one of those rooms. If she doesn't get one of those rooms, the process is completely political, it's broken and it's not for Ventura. It's for politicians and for nonprofits and for fake human humanitarians to pad their pockets and sometimes just their ego. You know, if your ego, if you're saying, oh, I'm not making money off of this. Why does everyone keep saying I'm making money off this? I'm, I'm a nonprofit. I'm just doing this and I'm volunteering. You know what? You're padding your ego. You're padding your ego because you're sitting there saying that you're doing good and you don't have the data and the results to back it up. Shame on you. Yeah. How's that sound, Spence? I'm with you. It's uh, all of the goo and the ick. And when people say, what does it matter? This is, you, there was some video on San Francisco where while buses were moving people, people going up and spray painting them. Yeah. As they were like rolling at stop signs, people were spray painting the hood of like a taxi. It's mayhem. There's no punishment, so it's, nothing happens. You know what they've got in this generation, too, and these parents? And I'm sorry, it wasn't me. I'm trying to raise my, my son the best that I can. If my son does stuff like that, I'll go out and I'll tackle him and I'll drag his ass and I'll put him in the house. And I'll put the response. I don't care how old they get. I'm responsible. I believe that. I'll go after it. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll run away from me, right? Uh, maybe I'll go after him and chase him. And I'll be there that day. And that goes back to my brother, Jared and how it drove my dad wild. But my dad never wanted to do what it took. He never wanted to stop gambling. He never wanted to stop chasing tail. He never wanted to stop going out and hanging out with his buddies to do what it took to deal with somebody who had true mental illness above just drug and alcohol. We gotta separate these people. We gotta give them time, mental health solutions, create safety in our community. That's the backbone of Ventura Ford. And so if I'm posting a video for 90 seconds on Instagram and the reel goes 25,000 views and you wanna judge it off of that, again, you're not into Ventura Ford, you can unfollow. But if you're watching this video and you're following what the message has been, you know, that solution number two in safety, and we're just having fun here talking about this, episode number 72, thank you for all the faithful listeners, to the sponsors again. First responders, respect. Nurses, doctors, 
police fire every day that if I get sick right now, people are coming like Superman and Batman and real superheroes, forget Marvel, and they're coming to help save our lives, which they can't save it, but they can prolong it. And that's who we're stepping up to be around. And that's where when you talk about dollars, budget, politics, all it circles around because it's not our choice. I didn't know, but that's the way that the people get paid. They get paid through our taxes. The politicians get to manipulate the budget and the budget gets to go down to how our way of life is. Don't overthink this, but don't say you're too busy to get involved. That's once you simplify it, Ventura Ford's motivating you to be involved. I'm just one voice and Spence, you have a voice too. If you get mad, you got to do something. And that's one of the big things. And that's sometimes where the work comes in. Where it's not cool. And I agree with the kids. Everybody else says, oh, you think you're the perfect father. Absolutely not. I know which way it can go. Mark Twain said it. It's 50% you and 50% them. You could just have a kid with wild hair and there's nothing you can do. Everybody says, oh, yes, there is. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes you got a kid and I will use dated to antiquated things, a screw loose. And it's just poor. It's bad. It can happen. Wrong crowd. Uh, it's, it's just what can happen. So you try to instill them with the best you have. Because we were talking about it this morning. The thank you, the you're welcome, appreciated, things like that. Just to get the kids rolling. And I'll tell you, with a, just an example, and I know this isn't crime, but we're at a restaurant, let's say, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And the waitress comes up and Cole orders and he'll say, um, I'll have a burger. And I'll look and I'll say, oh, you're not hungry today? May I please have a burger? Thank you very much. He learned very quickly that's how you do it. And I think from that little seed of graciousness towards somebody else, it grows into your lifestyle. But you're right. I would do the same to Cole. I, would, I told him, I'd say, you ever do anything really bad, I'll visit you. But I said, you got to remember that you can't break the law, dude. You just can't do it. So let's be, let's be good citizens. And a lot of the kids out here and a lot of the people that we see in this age group, things are going poorly. Goes down to number five and number 15 on, the, on our thing is we'll go from top to bottom. We'll leave the middle for more conversation is recreation. And the bottom one for me, it's youth opportunity through baseball. And there's lessons to be taught in the mm -hmm. game of baseball. And I want to make how important it is for as a parent, you have 50% of you. And when you describe the 50% of them, you can't get involved in that naturally, right? As you described that Mark Twain talked about, because as a parent, you want to, you want to control it, but that's where the coaches come involved. That's, right. that's where your community comes involved. Mm -hmm. That's where the teachers, the principals, the police officers, the bum on the corner. And someone said this week, and I was like, the best thing I said, I heard it goes, the community that you choose to raise your kids in might be the most influential decision that you ever make for them. Yeah, that's Freakonomics. Freakonomics says, you know, a lot of times it's the friends that are going to screw stuff up. It's the place where you are because you can only do so much. Then they go out in the public. One of the good things you talk about baseball, I talk about all sports. I don't care if it's a cool rowing team up at the lake. You get people there. They're going to bark at you a bit. They're going to teach your kids. And I used to tell them, isn't it great to have somebody yell at you that's a man other than me? Yeah. And it's part of the deal. When you go out and you go, wait, this guy can yell at me too. And I say, yeah. Unless he does something ridiculous, absolutely. Your boss is going to yell at you. This is the way it goes. But most of it's going to be really fun. And sports is essential. Just find a sport for your kid. It could be running. 
pickleball for God's sake, anything, you know, just find a sport for your kid. They'll be a better person. And that's why we don't take it too seriously. I fell mm-hmm. into that myself as a first time dad thinking my son might go into the major mm-hmm. leagues. And I think we all have the biggest dreams for our kids. The spelling bee is going to equal the Pulitzer Prize. I was legendary through, for throwing coffee mugs when things went poorly. <laughs> in, uh, Cole was going to the yeah, NHL. Oh, my God. No I, no, I never had daddy goggles. But I got upset yeah, when things right. went poorly. But yeah, daddy goggles, I, I could see a player. And, and Cole was very good. But he wasn't. We need he to, wasn't a D one player. Yeah, I think that's you're right. It doesn't have to be that you think that you're kid, but getting too involved mm-hmm. in the youth sport and forgetting that we're building that foundation of an example through the sport. That's where the sports exist. It's not the players that get remembered. It's the fundamental foundation of the game that creates the life experience that we have fun because you go in your real life into a sport, into a real life, into a sport, and the kids are soaking it up through recreation and opportunity. And then ultimately the seniors have to kind of hold the line. And Bob Costas said it to um, the high school football team that won like the national championship, however that works. And he says, this is wonderful, but don't make it your life. Don't be that guy five years from now. Remember when we said this is a great point in your life, use it to move on. And that's the thing with sports. Dads have to remember, kid's going to turn 18, he's going to have a car, a girlfriend, he's going to be going off. More than likely, the sport will be behind you. So all the yelling and screaming, hoping they'd go to uh, Major League Baseball or Pro Football or yeah, doing hockey or basketball, more than likely, that's like how much of 1%. It's not a lot. But sports gets boys and girls men and women, into a good mode where they know they're working, they're working with the team, and they're getting yelled at by a, an adult. Yep, and number five and number C, number item number 15 on the Ventura Forward list, which we're identifying on the website. Go to VenturaForward.org. You can start reading about it. There's some new stuff to be able to sponsor on there. You can go to Patreon. There's a new Realtor program coming out. I have a workshop coming up, Spence, on November 8th. I want you to be there with me. Yes. Surfers Point Cafe. 3 p.m. Hopefully, maybe you can take off an hour early that day from your other job or meet me down. You know what? Tell your boss you're coming down to talk about his place. He'll sell him on that. He'll definitely buy that. Sell him on the commercial. Sell him right now. What's the name of that spot? Give him some time. If, if we have a home that we want to rent, can we please call your company? Coastal View Property Management is the place to go if you're looking for rentals. They also sell properties, too, and they manage uh, 100 properties here in town from studio apartments that are about 1,600, well, 400 to 500 square feet, for crying out loud, on up to houses. They have uh, beautiful large homes in Ojai. They have beach view, and then they have the houses that are for us uh, spread throughout Ventura County. That's what Coastal View Property Management does. Coastal View Properties, well, we're going to plug them in to a little of our time and fun because we support out there the honest and the open realtors to give our community the most information locally. We want everyone to be welcome from all over the world in the city of Ventura, but let's be honest. We want our locals that are here who want to stay here and keep that tradition True and true. So if you're in an apartment, we want you to move up to a two-bedroom. If you're in a two-bedroom, we want you to go four-bedroom if you want. If you're in a four-bedroom, find that little mansion somewhere up in Ondolanda or Hidden Valley. But when you're moving up, someone's moving behind you. When someone's moving behind you, maybe that's one more spot on the sidewalk we can get someone homeless off. We go from homeless into transitional living facilities, maybe into an assisted living facility or renting a room somewhere going into your apartment. Feel that vibe, Spence, how it can start from the very bottom. So don't think that you, as a one-bedroom senior living in a four-bedroom house, might not be affecting the homeless community. What do we have as the final topic? 
Final topic. We're going to get into the general plan stuff that happened in city council this week. Holy mackerel. Was I on one talking about public comments and Bill McReynolds and Jim Duran are saving the day as leaders. I don't know where we would be in this general plan process if we would have had Marie Lakin and Lori Brown there. We would be in big trouble. We'd be probably having all these six-story buildings all over town just like Mike Johnson desired. This guy is really pulling off his pirate act in the high seas, showing his true colors, flying his flags, saying parcel by parcel on Ashwood and Telegraph in the heart of Ventura, surrounding Ventura College, that he wants as many apartments as possible. But it was Duran and McReynolds and others that said no. We're not going five stories and six stories on that specific area. We're going to go neighborhood center, which could be as high as still four, but only at 40% capacity. So in neighborhood center and that designation, you could go across the whole area if everyone agrees to sell, most likely maybe being the CVS there. So knocking down the CVS would only have to be like 40% residential at four stories, not the possibility of what Johnson would have 100% possible residential at six stories. Six stories is high. And on the corner, in the middle of Ventura, that's what everybody doesn't want. Sometimes we can understand it when it's downtown. Sometimes we can understand it when it leaks over to the avenue or maybe in Midtown because those are our main thoroughways in the city of Ventura. Whether you like the history or not, you better know it because if you don't know it, you look kind of foolish when you sit here and say, don't put it in my town that I've only been here for a couple of decades for because it's been here for hundreds and thousands of years, folks. We're just stewards of the land trying to do the best we can. And a few of those specific topics, again, we're getting back to commercial commercial spaces, sore properties, and other ones in Ventura. But Spence, a hot topic that came up was the parking garage on the beach on Harbor next to Crown Plaza. Somehow, someway, in the 60s, they built that huge skyscraper of it used to be a Holiday Inn across the street from where the Ventura bathhouse used to be. So it used to be recreation and entrance to the beach of the pier is now a huge hotel at about 20 plus stories. So should we continue more of that building along the pier and bring up some more modern life in the next 25 years or keep a little bit lower and keep a little more peaceful? What's your thoughts? I like peaceful recreation. Peace That's you, what I'd like to You see. want to find a middle ground. So if you're saying Definitely. that the parking lot there, you want the parking lot upgraded, would you like retail spaces that connect the parking garage to the pier? Because right now there's about that 150 yards of trees, of parking lot that you just, it's dysfunctional, right? The sidewalk is dark at night. Keep it like that in that sense or more kind of upgraded to where you could have shops there and shopping shops up up higher and then recreation kind of down below i think that would work out very nicely something like that would be good but we do have to watch and everybody uses a cliche like to used to say we don't want to be the valley yeah we don't want to be a lot of these coastal cities that are down south we don't yeah. want to become that impacted with just too many buildings and fancy stuff right on the coast that's not anything that i would say. i don't want to shut the gate but I don't want to see I don't want to see another Crown Plaza. That'd be a disaster. What about seeing another like parking structure redone as high as it is on top of the building there we go. Half of it's like a park, an open space, the other half host concerts maybe. Other half is a restaurant, outdoor restaurant, brewery type of thing. So much maybe like Topper's Pizza did, right, on their new transmission brewery area. And then you connect it to the pier. You do a nice sidewalk and retail shops above and then down below i want to do a skate park 
a mini skate park, and a basketball court. Yeah, that'd be fun. My kid's all in on the skate park, so got it solved. Push it through. Let's go. That's an idea. And Councilmember Bill McReynolds got that conversation started. If you're doing this every 25 years and you would have just sat in your, if you would have sat in your hands and not said anything, it would have stayed a parking garage dilapidated. Why is that? Because it wouldn't have been able to go under the CEQA review and Coastal Commission, along with the Visa Del Mar packing plant up a Seaward Drive. We talk about that a lot. They had a potential to put 500 plus homes next to the railroad tracks up that windy road, which is where the old Golden China used to be. There's going to be that new extended stay for, I think it's a holiday in as well. But thank you, Mr. Duran, who caught Mayor Joe Schrader, second emotion from Doug Halter, who wanted to put medium density, which would have been about 320 homes. So Halter wanted 320 up there. Schrader seconded it, said he forgot what was going on. Duran, Duran made a second motion. It was backed. They voted yes on that for 200 homes up on that cliff. Okay. And that's where the rubber's meeting in the road. Why am I bringing mm -hmm. up Halter and Johnson and these specific things? Because everyone talks about housing. Let this conversation be about housing and where do you want your votes to be? Doug and Mike are planning on being on the ballots in a year. That means do you want the people that were the most pro-housing on the council to be in that same seat for the next five years? It's up to you. I don't know. I think the main sentiment in the, our old 80-20 rule in Ventura is a no. That's a vote them out moment. Okay, I like Doug. Me and Mike have been cool. We've had our difference lately. Doug seems like a great guy, but it gets again to your motivation and your agenda and then separating business versus personal. Doug personally, think he's great. Uh, his motivations to love Ventura are totally true. Business, he's really a great guy too. But what's the agenda to solve that? It has to be a four-prong approach, Spence, and you have to align all four or look for a different candidate what are your thoughts about that piece? I'm the same way with the uh, council people. I've met all of them pretty much individually, mm -hmm. and they're great guys. But that doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they do. And that's one of the things. If you disagree with somebody, why does it have to become a, a, a dismembering a friendship? It seems weird. You know, you just, I, I think that there's some things where you go, you did that, really? And then other things where you say, great, you did that. So I, I just think the, I think we could still be friendly and civil and have some disagreements. You're totally right, and we're going to wrap up this podcast in the next five minutes on this another note. Section number two is called the public voice. And in the A, B, and that, it gets into public comment, volunteering, and elected officials. Okay? So under 2C, which would be number six, you follow my little game here I got going down? Yes. And these aren't moving. These are stuck in concrete, not moving. So in six, you make public on two... A, which is four, you get in there and you say, I'm going to make a public comment. Okay, that's great. Then you say the public comment wasn't getting it done. Then you're going to volunteer. You're going to do your PTAs, community councils, maybe be a parks rec commissioner, not getting it done. Then you got to put your name on the ballot. Let's say that you lose or you win. Either way, how many votes do you have? You got one vote. You need four votes to get things done to ultimately represent the community and to get your agenda pushing it forward. And in that process, whether you won or you lost or you put your name on the ballot, if you notice that somebody's not doing what you think the community is doing from an elected official standpoint, you try to change that, right? And sometimes people change things to look in the past. You do what? You recall. That's that word. Or what's that? Impeach. President Trump. The whole time he was in the office, and we don't say that word on this podcast very often. You actually slap me, please. Slapped. 
Okay. But don't look back in politics. Don't talk about the election was this or the votes were that or let's get this person out of here unless it's something egregious, right? Or really like, you know, breaks taboo outside of the motivation and agenda. Look to motivate others to run for public office and start building a campaign. That's what Ventura Forward here to do. And we've got candidates coming hot and heavy for districts seven, three, and two this next election, and we're gonna crush it just like we helped Duran McReynolds Compost get in their spots. And we've seen that come through with the light industrial with three examples we talked about on this podcast when we got into Liz sticking up for the light industrial, not changing that and getting rid of all of our uh, oil jobs, all of our awesome workers out there, that blue collar vibe on the avenue, that's staying for 25. We've had McReynolds step up for the commercial spaces, the developer who you thought was going to develop at all cost. No, he stepped up for commercial spaces because he knows the fluidity that you need within the community. And here's council member Duran, the guy who is supposed to be all about homeless, putting houses everywhere. I haven't been happy with his progress and getting rid of the vagabond and best Western and maybe some of this transitional housing. But when it came up to building more housing on Vista Del Mar and also in the college area, it was Duran. Ran that snuffed down Johnson and Schroeder. So know that the voices of Ventura Ford are holding true. We only have three or four voices. We still got Johnson, Duran's in the limb, Schrader needs to go, and I haven't mentioned Jeanette Sanchez Palacios because she's doing her own thing. I love her for communicating with Ventura Ford, but I need to see more. Jeanette, call, reach out. When it comes to it, you're going in the way of the wind, the way of politics, and I want to see better for you to see you more in line with the Eastside Ventura Community Council. I saw you vote for the commercial space on the annex possible uh, space in the Broom property. I needed to do more. Spence, that was a good rant. Yep, good rant, good roll. Are we done? We're done. Did we forget any of our sponsors this time? Johnny's Mexican Food, Pete's Breakfast House, Spencer McKenzie's is always dropping it in. Surfer's Point Cafe is always doing my thing. I got a couple more. Ooh, who could they possibly be? But episode number 72, we need to get after it. West Coast signs a possible new sponsor. Pacific Coins. I'm going to have to do a new thing where I'm going to hold a silver coin in my pocket every day and give it to a new forward tier. A small gag of being in the community. This podcast is about you. It's about me. It's about being in the community. Until next time, let's go.